Welcome to the Patient Partner Innovation Community Podcast, a podcast created to inform patients, families, and caregivers about important health transformation topics. Since the 2001 Crossing the Quality Chasm Report by the Institute of Medicine, our nation's healthcare system has recognized its need to improve quality of care by way of six important aims that make healthcare safe, efficient, effective, patient-centered, timely, and equitable. But we cannot hope to cross this chasm and achieve these aims until we make fundamental changes to the whole healthcare system. All levels of this work require dramatic improvements from the patient's experience. So this podcast is dedicated to you, the voices most underutilized resource in healthcare, our patients' voices. Welcome, and we hope you enjoy the Patient Partner Innovation Community Podcast. Hi, I'm Dr. Natasha Washington, president and founder of ATW Health Solutions and sponsor for the Patient Partner Innovation Community. Follow the PPIC community online at atwhealth.com. Well, hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to Patient Partner Innovation Community Podcast. I am your host, Desiree Collins-Bradley, and we are excited to continue the conversation around stroke. You guys know that we've been participating in Serious and now Too Serious, which is an engagement research project around stroke and stroke prevention, stroke information, and community engagement. And so we're actually happy to have Miss Nonani Smith with us today. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. So Miss Nonani Smith, you know, she participated in the first series. And I won't give too much detail because I really want her to really dive in and share. But she's now one of our CAB members for two series. So Miss Nonani, um, how about you introduce yourself and tell our listeners who you are, where you're from, and a little bit about you. Well, as you've heard, my name is Nonani Smith. I am from Chicago, Illinois, and I, I love this place. That's an aside. I love Chicago. I have been a city administrator kind of person for the last 20 years, and I retired in 2012. I was in perfect health. Well, not perfect, but good health. Yeah. And I I was very, not athletically inclined, but I was very active. And I exercised every day. And then I had the opportunity to attend one of the serious meetings with regard to stroke information. I was invited by a very good friend of mine and I will never ever be able to repay her and thank her for that invitation. Because as a consequence of that, I brought my, my son and my play sister, my best friend, and maybe three months after that meeting, that first meeting at Sirius, my son was asked to take care of his dad, who was having um, difficulties in, with his health. When my son got there to Atlanta, Georgia, mm-hmm. he saw different aspects of what he'd learned informationally in the serious meeting he learned a lot and he was able to identify his dad's oncoming Mm. stroke 
with without a problem. He knew exactly what was happening. Wow. So, as a consequence of that, you know, my husband did get to the hospital in time. However, he was simultaneously dealing with a back problem and he was on blood thinners. Mm -hmm. So he was not able to receive the TPA. Um, And so that meant that his stroke was going to just run itself, run its course. Lost the left side activity in his body. And as a consequence of this stroke, he never regained that that mobility or that functionality. Mm. He was then, di- he had a, a shortness of breath problem. Mm-hmm. One night, my son took him to the hospital and he died of a heart attack. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. I, mm. It was, yeah, I was very sorry to hear that too because we had planned for him to come here and live with me again. We had, we've been married for like 23 years Mm-hmm. Then we were uh, divorced, separated, but we were going to live together again. He was going to come here. And I was looking forward <laughs> to taking mm-hmm. care of him. And I laugh because I I have a funny sense of humor in a way. Mm-hmm. I told him he was going to be living in the living room. You know, I, I was picking <laughs> that up. And we're going to take, we were going to take his, his Jeep, his van, mm-hmm. and make it a paratransit vehicle. And I told him we were going to be an Uber Eats kind of person, you know. <laughs> he, he was not all that enthusiastic about it, okay, but he was willing to try it. Oh, so um, then after that, um, in December, well, specifically December 10th, 2019, mm-hmm. I was in my kitchen getting ready to fix breakfast, you know, because I'm active in it and I got my dog and everything. So I went to reach for something on my kitchen table and my hands wouldn't connect with it. My mind did, but my hands would not connect. And my dog's name is Honey. I said, Honey, baby, this doesn't look good for mommy. Mm -hmm. But then I went to the mirror to see what my face looked like. Well, it was kind of crooked. You know, so I saw all of the, the symptoms of a stroke right before my eyes, happening right before my eyes. And I can only attribute my ability to act quickly mm-hmm. to my having been in the Sears um, conference earlier, yeah. you know, yeah. two years ago. Wow. So I was able to walk. I live about half a block from the hospital, this community mm-hmm. hospital. Yeah. I walked to the hospital and I told Ooh. them that I was having a stroke. And of course, everybody looked at me like I was crazy. Because you walked. Yeah, yeah. And the doctor, I mean, I think I've mentioned this before in one of our conversations that Mm -hmm. I have nothing but great respect for this community hospital. I know that they don't get a a good rap all the time, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but I have nothing but excellent things to say. They moved right along. They Mm -hmm. took me at my word that I was having a, a stroke. Yeah, they gave me all the the tests, you know, CAT scan, MRI, and all of that. I mean, they just really worked hard. And I heard the doctor on the phone talking to someone trying to get approval for me to get the TPA mm-hmm. medicine, and he just kept on working it. He just kept on working it, and they they did give it to me, and that's why I am here talking to you. Having a great time doing it too. That is amazing. <laughs> I'm 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 blown away. I had heard your story, but not in this much detail. And you've mm-hmm. touched on 
so many different points. So I'm going to go back a little bit. You know, the okay. fact that when you attended those serious meetings when it's a couple years ago, the fact that you had your, I'd say your son and friends with you. So we, we're all kind of receiving an education together. And although okay. this project is based out of Chicago, he was able to cross state lines and mm -hmm. take that information that he learned and apply it to his father. And unfortunately, he wasn't able to kind of fully recover. However, the whole point of this is to really educate everybody. Like, yes, we're doing this in Chicago, the Chicagoland area, but the fact that that information can be spread, I think is extremely, extremely important. And then you fast forward mm -hmm. and you yourself was able to recognize, because a lot of times, you know, stroke is, is kind of like this tricky thing where people will think it's something else, right? You think, oh, I have a migraine, mm -hmm. I just need to lay down, you know, whatever. But you were right. able to take that information that you received at that serious engagement and then apply it in your own life and able to advocate for yourself. And then the other third point that I just... I appreciate you saying this is giving that community hospital the credit it deserves mm -hmm. because people are working in the trenches and you always, you know, you always hear the negative, you know, we always hear what everybody's not doing and this and that. So it was really refreshing mm -hmm. to hear how that community hospital really stepped up to the plate and got you what you need. So how about your recovery now? So how has that been since well, I go to the hospital. <laughs> okay, so December 10th was when I had the event and I was transferred from the community hospital to U of I. Um, I stayed there for about two weeks and then I was dismissed. God, I've been to so many hospitals, it seems I think I'm beginning to forget, <laughs> which might, you know, that might just be my way of coping, but um, yeah. I went to U of I for a couple of weeks. We did a little bit of uh, physical therapy there, but then I was, what happened? Oh, excuse me, I act like it didn't happen to me. I'm forgetting. <laughs> okay, after I was uh, discharged from U of I, mm -hmm. I was fine for maybe half a day. And then mm -hmm. all of a sudden things started deteriorating. My functionality started to deteriorate. I couldn't grasp hold of something like I was able to do when I was in the hospital. Mm -hmm. So I was taken to another hospital, uh, Christ on 95th and Cicero. Mm -hmm. I was taken there and I stayed there for about two weeks. And while I was there, I did undergo physical therapy. It mm -hmm. was minimal, but I did undergo physical therapy. After that, I was sent home and I've got a good support system at home. I've got a homemaker, my son who does live in Atlanta now, but he's been back here at least 10 times mm -hmm. since February. I mean, since uh, December. And so I'm, I'm being helped there, but I also attend, did attend physical therapy at Trinity Hospital on 93rd Street, another community hospital. Mm -hmm. I was not really um, impressed with the amount of physical therapy I got. Now, it may have been a function of insurance or something like that. I don't know, but I had six sessions. I mean, I'm a person that can, you know, I cannot use my left side and 
the father and his infinite humor, sense of humor, I'm mm -hmm. left-handed. Oh. So I came right. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> you know, uh, I'm just... I'm just different than I used to be. Um, I also, and while I'm speaking of physical therapy, mm -hmm. I want to stress to whomever will listen that a physical therapist is extremely important in your mindset as far as getting better. Mm -hmm. One of the, the physical therapists that I had, she said, now you know you're never gonna be like you were. You'll never be the same. And I know this, Deep in my soul, I know this, but I don't need to hear it. Yes, right. I don't need to hear it. You know, I need to hear what am I going to be able to do? That's right. I, what I can't do. So I was not all that impressed. And so as a consequence of that, I am trying to get into another physical therapy program mm -hmm. back at Christ mm -hmm. because they, they seem to be very experienced and well-equipped. Mm -hmm. And so I'll, I'll do that. But um, my, my functionality, let's say from 100%, I am like at 50, maybe 50. Mm -hmm. My whole left side, my left leg is fine. My arm is flaccid, mm -hmm. no help there. Um, mm. So I'm just trying to work on it. Just yeah. trying to work but on I it. I just love your positive attitude. I, um, my family... Uh, on a personal note, has been kind of ravaged by stroke. Um, just a lot of misinformation. You know, we, especially in the black, I would say black and brown community, a lot of topics are taboo. And people don't, I don't really remember my family having conversations about stroke, stroke prevention, what to look for, that mm -hmm. kind of thing. And so as a byproduct of that, I mean, I have family members that are completely ravaged by stroke because they didn't get the interventions in time. They didn't have the education around stroke to really get what they need. And, you know, as you have noted, you know, time is of the essence, right? So yes, it is. act fast. When we talk about the pack to act fast, mm -hmm. you know, and if, and at the end of the day, if you think you're having a stroke, and you get to the hospital and it's not did you lose right it's better to be safe than sorry it sure is it yeah. sure is and i do believe that this program mm -hmm. the intent of this program to educate others mm -hmm. is extremely important and very very necessary mm -hmm. because had not i heard that and all i did was hear it in yeah. a meeting and I was able to, to a limited degree, kind of self-diagnose my next steps. Yeah. And, you know, I, I am very grateful for that. Very grateful. I can't, I can't say that enough. Mm -hmm. Dr. Natasha, I'm so glad she was in the world and had this mindset and was yeah. ready to help people. You know, and I'm so, I feel so blessed that I was given the opportunity to hear the information and the opportunity to live because mm -hmm. I heard that information. See, that is that is extremely powerful. So now we're fast forwarded. This is it's been a few years, and now we're in too serious. And although mm -hmm. COVID has come and put a damper on in person community engagement, you know, 
strokes are still happening. People are still having strokes. People need to still be informed. So now with Too Serious, we're shifting to a more virtual environment. We're going to use and leverage the power of social media to get the word out. And I think people say, oh, you know, it's different from being in person, which it is. However, I think it's also a pro because people like your son, right, that are in Atlanta, people, you know, social media is everywhere. And yes, so if we can is. just spread the word, who knows how far of a reach we can get. And I, and I tell people, you know, looking at my mom who now has um, the physicality and um, brain function of a child, even, I want to say maybe in a, a young, young, young toddler, you know, what if she had had that information? We had had that information to get her what she needed a whole, whole lot quicker. So I know I feel super passionate, passionate about this. So now that we're in too serious, and I know, you know, listening to your story, this is a no, no brainer. But how does it feel to be, now that you survive a stroke and now that you're in Too Serious, how does that make you feel to be a part of the community advisory board of Too Serious? Well, I believe I've got something to share. I know that. Um, I am one who lives a life of divine providence and divine guidance. Yes. So I know that Natasha, you know, there's, let me start with that over. There are no mistakes in mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. My having been exposed to Natasha and exposed to this information was a, the plan. It was the plan for my life. Mm -hmm. And I am so glad that I was able to, to act upon it, mm -hmm. um, to act upon the information and to spread it to others, you know, because even though I'm not talking necessarily about the program, I'm mm -hmm. always of necessity talking about the condition, mm -hmm. the mm -hmm. condition. And so I, I share that information with everybody that I touch, everybody that I speak with. Really? Um, mm -hmm. I've not been back to church since December mm -hmm. because I couldn't even start uh, post-therapy or any kind of therapy until yeah. after the quarantine was up. Yeah. But I am looking forward to going back to church and somehow spearheading some sort of a, a conclave, a conference, a something mm -hmm. about stroke, about health, really. Mm -hmm. Because not only did I have a stroke, but I mean, I have diabetes and high blood pressure. And I know a lot of brown and black people mm -hmm. have those same um, symptoms. Yep. Of and those put you in a risk in a risk, higher risk factor than if you're just healthy with no, no problems like diabetes. So it's a, it's a long conversation I think that needs to be had and it's not just about stroke, but the things, <clears throat> excuse me, that can lead to a stroke. Mm -hmm. That kind of looking at your health and making sure that you are keeping up with your doctor's appointments, taking your medicine, mm -hmm doing those right things but i i would love to be involved in some kind of a support group where i can sit and talk to some people that have had a stroke i've never talked i've never met known anyone to have a stroke except my husband and he died really? you know? yeah i've never known anyone to have a stroke so i just i i knew what to expect 
with regard to the on onset of it because mm -hmm. of serious, but I, I don't know what people do. You know, I don't know how they have fared with uh, therapy yeah. after, after the event. Um, I don't know how they are managing doing something. My son told me the other day, he was talking to a guy at the, the car wash, his mm -hmm. aunt had a stroke and she's been living with it for eight years. I don't know how to, how that happens. I, you know, yeah. I want to talk to somebody. Yeah. So I'd love to be in a support group for that. And I think that that kind of congregation, mm -hmm. that kind of putting together people's just sitting and having a conversation would be very helpful too, because yeah. not only would it reinforce the, the fast yeah. thing, but it will also give you some idea as to how are people coping? That's How do you cope after stroke? You know? Yeah. So. And it sounds like you're on the right track. You know, I know COVID, you know, we haven't been able to worship in our, in our churches, but, mm -hmm. you know, as things are moving in a more, I would say, open direction, hopefully we'll be able to connect sooner. But I think you're on to something. You know, the fact that, and that's the whole point, I think, of serious and too serious is that community engagement piece, because say for instance, someone from the outside of the community coming in may not be as well received, right? But mm -hmm. someone they know from their community, from their church, their neighborhood, you know, whatever um, organization that you are involved in, they will receive that information a whole lot better from people that look like them, that are in their circle. So I think that you are definitely onto something and I you know I know that there's people out there with strokes they've had them you know mm -hmm. they, someone everybody knows somebody but it's the fact that we're not talking about it mm -hmm. and so, you know I, 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 I can't wait for you to get back to your church safely safely <laughs> of course you know and I can't wait to hear how that goes and I'm sure that your community will be so ready and open for that I believe so. I really do because with any kind of, I'm not sure if every church is the same way, but my particular church, Apostolic Church of God on 63rd and Dorchester, it is such a hospitable place. It is such a warm and loving place. Mm -hmm. um, I happen to be in two ministries there, and one of them is specifically suited for some kind of a conference about strokes mm. because what our pastor has done is broken down our delivery method of the gospel into zip codes mm. so every zip code has a team okay. it's about eight of us in, in each of these teams and we have been prompted to bring to the community information that is helpful to them mm -hmm. this has got you know from my heart to theirs, this yeah. has got to be helpful. Absolutely. Got to be helpful. So when I do get back to my ministries, I plan to strongly advocate some kind of a forum whereby we can, we can get information out to people and perhaps stop death and stop um, unmeetable challenges. You yeah. know, we can do that with this information. And I know we can, because I've, I've done it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're, you know how the people say you are living testimony. You have a testimony to share. 
And yes, you know, do. and I think that resonates with people. It really, really does. I know in my own personal life, when I hear people's testimony, it gives me that energy to okay and keep pushing and spread that information. So, you know, I appreciate you sharing, you know, this testimony with us and this testimony with our listeners and 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 also this wonderful advice. I mean, the fact that you you it's almost like you have an action plan like a next steps okay this mm -hmm. happened to me i participated in this this happened to me i'm going to continue on but then i'm going to take this thing to the next level and really connect with my members the fact that you guys have broken that down by zip codes i mean this is this is what community engagement is all about all about that's true and I'm, I'm glad you see that because i'm going to be asking for some of serious people to Absolutely. be part of this conference thing if I can get it, you know, uh, get some interest in it going. Absolutely. And I, I know I can speak for all of us on Too Serious and ATW Health Solutions. Whatever you need to promote this message, you know, we're all in because at the end of the day, and I can speak for Dr. Natasha Washington, she really is trying to make an impact in her community. She lives in the Chicago area. She mm -hmm. uh, works in the Chicago area and she's really trying to, you know, break down those health disparities and make mm -hmm. sure that every, it's like, you know, what is it? Deep, reach one, teach one, you know? Mm -hmm. So absolutely, you know, count us in whatever you need. We are all hands on deck to, to help you in this fight against stroke, right? <laughs> Wonderful. And it is, again, we, I want to, uh, repeat that it can happen to anybody, mm -hmm. anybody, whether you have these risk factors that I have, you know, high blood pressure and diabetes, it can happen to anybody. Yes. You can be on the bus or, you know, on the train and you can see somebody getting ready to have a stroke. Mm -hmm. And I can only say that because of the information given in, in the Sarah's conference in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I can only say it because yeah. of that information. So it's very important. And I, I love that there is a commitment mm -hmm. to this condition and to, to people that may not have access to information like this. That's right. That's right. And access is, is, is another issue. You know, you think about health literacy rates, and, and I won't go too far into it, but there are, are a lot of communities that unless that information is broken down into terms that they can understand and relate to, they mm -hmm. won't be able to digest it. So, you know, that's what I really like about Serious and Too Serious is we have those stroke promoters that come picked right from the community, and they'll be able to engage with their community members and networks in terms that they know that the community will kind of receive so they can take that information and tailor it to whoever their um population and networks are so you know i think that's the other thing that a lot of you i hear because i've been doing a lot in the healthcare space for a minute and a lot of times you hear the information but it's really not tailored in a way that i can relate to it so i hear it it's mm -hmm. like going in one ear and out the other and so mm -hmm. i haven't seen any models really like this or, or to take a really strategic community engagement approach. So, you know, for people just like you, Miss Nononi, Nononi, I'm saying it, saying, <laughs> um, I'm looking at it and I'm saying it. 
I'm 72, girl. You know I've heard my name pronounced every kind of which way. You 72 <laughs> years young. Oh, my gravy. <laughs> 72 years young. Well, yeah. you know, it's been a wonderful time here spending with you. I so appreciate you sharing this personal information and really, let you know, sharing it with the community so that they know, hey, there are some interventions out there. There's some information. And, you know, I can't thank you enough for being a guest on our podcast today. Well, I thank you for the opportunity to expand on my condition and the language, the text around my condition. I, I appreciate this opportunity. And I look forward to us collaborating on the same topic and with my church and my community. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I can't wait for that. I think that's going to be wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. I have goosebumps just thinking about it. <laughs> Yes, I, I have. I now that I'm talking about it, I have goosebumps too because I, <laughs> I you know, I I know these people at the, this church. I know them. Mm-hmm. They know me, and they know me from before and now. And I know that this can be an impactful conversation yes. to have with the the congregation. I know it can be. And they trust you, which is another mm-hmm. factor. They trust that. You know, you've been a member of that congregation, an active member. They trust you, which is big, 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 big. Mm-hmm. Trusting those people and that they know you. if you come to the congregation with, hey, this is what I want to do, that is something that is not only important, but impactful and they trust the information. So I appreciate mm-hmm. all that you're doing and I can't wait until our collaboration <laughs> starts and we're excited to get too serious off the ground and running and so you know we're just really really happy so guys this has been a wonderful conversation as we continue our conversation around stroke and the two serious research project we cannot get away without thanking our wonderful sponsor and partner in this work dr natasha washington and atw health solutions and as always guys be engaged Make certain that you go to uh, two series. So to the number two C E E R I A S dot com um, to ensure that you're following us. We are also on all the um, social media platforms. So whether it's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you name it. If you type in two series with the number two in front, you will locate us. So make certain that you're following our work and then spread to Desiree's point. Make certain that you are sharing that information with your friends. We can never have one too many persons um, promoting good information that drives positive outcomes. Um, And then, of course, continue to follow HW Health Solutions, and that is located at www.atwhealth.com. Follow the PPIC community online at atwhealth.com.